You practice, I make progress. It's the postman. You're listening to me on the Three Count Podcast. Welcome everybody to another great edition of the Three Count Podcast presents Now Entering the Ring. I'm your host. I seem to be doing these a lot lately just by myself because, you know, the team decides that they need to take the day off because, you know, we're recording this on the 7th of September and apparently Labor Day is a real thing even for a podcast. But not me. I'm always on the grind. So, as your host, Clever Red Dog Miller, this is the Three Count Presents Now Engineering, which means one thing, we have a special guest for you. And this man from all, he's from the Midwest, all pro wrestling. I said that right? You betcha. Yeah. So, the man himself, you've seen him um, over in, it's actually in Sioux Falls, right? That's where we're at. I, I, yeah. I'm a huge fan of South Dakota, actually, to be real. And, you know, I went to, uh, I went to Orange City, Iowa. I went to college at Northwestern College. So anyway, enough about me and the stupid things I've done. This is the man himself. He's now into the ring. Lucky Lund. That's right. Thank you. Thank you. The total jackpot, Lucky Lund. I love this. I love yeah, like- the total jackpot. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, man, I thank you for setting set some time aside and like doing this interview with us, man. Yeah, no problem, man. So we know that you are out of South Dakota, as I just kind of mentioned, man. But the, my my question for you, man, is who is Lucky Lun? Um, I'm a little bit different than everybody else's training around here because I am much much older. Uh, most of the guys that I train with and have worked with are anywhere from 10 to 15 years younger than me so it's a little different dynamic for me I guess <laughs> okay I'm gonna I'm gonna ask this question next then how old are you <laughs> I am going to be turning the ripe old age of 40 this year <laughs> oh right on I just like I was telling you before I got on the air I just my birthday was yesterday I had actually just turned 35 and I just started my pro my pro journey in January. <laughs> That's all right, man. I got back on it just four years ago. I did wrestle for about three years, starting when I was like 19. Then I had a kid and decided we should probably uh, settle down and chase that dream down the road sometime. That road just ended up being a little longer than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> But as long as you're on the road, it does not matter. That's right. That's right. Just keep following it. So I know every wrestler has them. I want to ask for yours. What has been your favorite fan interaction? Oh, I've had a few good ones, but I think my f- favorite one, just because I'll probably always remember it, was I was actually asked by a fan of mine's dad to go visit him at a children's hospital. He's battling a rare form of cancer. So there was actually a group of us who went there and visited him and put a smile on his face for the day. And that would for sure be one that I will always remember. That's awesome. I always love like hearing those kind of stories about just like wrestlers doing those things for kids. Cause like, I, I, I think about it all the time. Like I, I myself, like, if anybody was to ever asked me to come visit them, I'm going to take the time out to go visit that person. Like if I can make, if it takes me 10 minutes to make your whole entire day, by all means, like 
I'm gonna give that ten. I'm I'm not gonna give you that ten minutes. I'm gonna give you as much time as I can because I want to make it right. everything for you. And for me, I felt like it was more a privilege for me to be asked to do something like that that I was actually going to do. Make a little bit of a difference. Made me feel pretty good about it. So. Yeah, it was funny because like I met, so the way we met, actually, um, it was through DJ JK. I met him on TikTok. <laughs> and so to see, to see other wrestlers like giving back and continue to give back and like lift other people, man, it's, it's always like, a, it's always like heartwarming to me because like me being a former military, like that's one thing I like pride myself on is like being able to give back to the community and to see like, and, and it's not all wrestlers, not all wrestlers do it, but a lot of them do. And it's just kind of nice for me because I'm like, well, it feels like a second home to just come in and see like so many people willing to give. For sure. And there's a lot of them like that. And since you mentioned that, I'm obligated to, and would like to say thank you for your service, sir. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, so what is, okay. So my, my one question too, I have to ask a lot of wrestlers this question, man. And, uh, what do you think is one thing that's missing from the industry? Oh, I think for a while what was missing is that there was just, for the main stage of wrestling, there was just a big monopoly. The WWE ran everything and they could do whatever they want. And I think it hit a little bit of a downward spiral, but now there's other promotions that have popped up, which are a good thing, but it, it's also taken a lot of them away from the indie scene. So those indie promotions aren't, other guys are kind of getting picked up here and there too, which is good for guys like us. Cause then maybe we get to take their spots someday, but missing, uh, it's just a different era. When I watched it when I was growing up, you just, you believed some of the things that were going on. It wasn't so just out there in your face that all this was staged hokey fighting, but, still entertainment enough. I was a kid, you actually were like, wow, he's really doing that to that guy. And there's just not that disbelief anymore. Yeah. No, I, I feel you on that. I think that's, uh, that's a key factor. I Believability is something that I think needs to be like kind of brought back into this, into this industry and, and into the world, just in general. Like, I just feel, the, what were you going to say? A lot of my, my, my trainer that I've had for a while now, Nick Dinsmore, that name dropped, WWE's Eugene. He's very old school in his teachings, and he likes believability. But, I mean, he was also Eugene. So, I mean, he, he gets it. He's funny. He knows how to put funny things into his shows and still provide enough believability factor in the way that he trains for you to think, wow, this guy's really actually good at what he's doing. Got a good balance. I love Eugene. Like, I miss his character on WWE so much. <laughs> Good. Yeah, um, it's it's funny too, man, because like uh, that's the same thing that, that that DJ was saying too was that like like how great of a guy he is, and that you know he understands like the the world and like how to work and how to like get people like bought in. And obviously, when you do a character like Eugene, like you really have to believe in the character, you know, and get other people to believe in it too. Absolutely. So another question for me, for me that I like to ask too is what's the hardest thing about being a pro wrestler so far? Uh, the hardest thing for me 
being the fact that I own a small business and have four kids and a wife at home, it's being able to travel to as many bookings as I would. I can't make it to all of them that I get asked to go to, unfortunately. Still got, as I'm sure you know, independent wrestling is not a money maker as a performer by, by any stretch of the imagination. So being able to get to as many bookings as I like is my biggest struggle. I still get around to what I can. And that, that'd be it for me. That's, yeah, yeah, I do. I do understand that, especially because, like, I see my trainer. Uh, my trainer is sicken over here in, uh, in Maryland. And, okay. like, he, uh, he's always asking me, like, hey, man, do you want to go to Tennessee? Hey, man, do you want to go to uh, oh, sure. Do you want to go to New York? I'm like, I, I have a kid and a family <laughs> can't do everything that you want, but I would try to make as many as I can. <laughs> exactly. I've unfortunately missed some, some ones I wish I could have made it to, but business called and I just couldn't make it to them. So. Yep. Yep. If it's not, if it's not work, it's, it's the family life, man. It's, it's definitely it's true. So what's been like one of your favorite things that's happened to you so far, like being in the pro industry? Uh, gaining the respect of my peers, I think, is my favorite thing. I had a, I'd suffered an injury, I'd say, about, oh, it must have been a year and a half into my training with the company there. And I was out for uh, three, three and a half months. When I showed back up, it was my first show back. I was pretty excited. It was actually in DJ JK's hometown. We were having a show in. And I had pulled up, and I'm... I'm feeling pretty good. I'm ready to go. And Dinsmore came up to me and he's like, Hey, lucky. I'm like, yeah. He's like, I don't know what it is, but everybody wants to wrestle you tonight. Everybody wants to work you tonight. I was like, Oh, that's cool. I mean, it just showed that I know a lot of the other guys had a lot of trust in me and felt safe with me in the ring. So that's when I knew I was like, I was doing something right in the business. <laughs> I that's awesome man like I've I've heard that before um from another person that like that we had done that he, gaining the respect is like everything and and of course it is I mean you know you you want to you know you want so many people to come back to you and talk with you and and show you that they want to work with you and and you clearly you know like you said you've gained gained all their respect by having them want to work with you and that's like the biggest honor that you can actually get from anybody yeah, for sure. So then another question I was going to ask you, man, is let's pretend like we're in a time machine and we go five years into the future, man. Like, where do you see yourself? Well, five years in the future. All right. This is a little different probably for me. I'm a little older than the rest of the guys. So five years for now for me is a long time. That's a long chunk of my youth that I have left. But I'm hoping that my body is still allowing me to carry through and still wrestle in five years. I still want to be out there, still want to be plugging away. Hopefully in five years, a couple of my kids have moved out, so then I can uh, actually hit some more of these bookings that are out there on the road. It'd be all right with me. Uh, <laughs> that's funny. So another question that I was going to ask you just right off the jump, it's like, what's the worst bump that you've ever taken? 
Oh, dear God. I took one that was, was wrestling a couple gentlemen who I was, I was fine afterwards. Didn't get injured, but it was, it was a gentleman by the name of Sean Nautilus. He goes about 6'10". He's a big boy. And his tag team partner at the time, Nathan Redwing, who's a com- competitive power lifter, were asking me as I was doing a run out, we were all supposed to take a different double team move. And the one they asked me to do was Nathan Redwing was going to hold me in a German suplex off the ground style thing. And old 6'10 Sean Nautilus was going to boot me in the face into a German suplex. And I'm like, I'm pretty early into this. I'm like, I can't say no. These guys have been doing it. I'm like, yeah, I can take that. No problem. Let's do it. And I go out there and he picks me up right away. And then right away, just by the way, as long as like, this was a bad idea. <laughs> and that big boot comes at my face. And I just remember going backwards and it seeming like time had just slowed down. And I was just waiting for the impact. And I came down, I ended up coming down fairly safe. I was a little high on my shoulders and back of my neck, dumped me on my head, but it was still safe. He didn't hurt me or anything. Although I did roll out of the ring and wiggle my fingers and toes to make sure I was all right. Cause it felt, I folded up like an accordion. Another guy who was out there rolled out next to me. He's like, Jesus Christ, are you all right? That looked vicious. And I'm like, no, man, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. It's like, oh, thank God. So that one was one that was, that was, although being safe was scary in the moment. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I could, I, uh, I know I got a friend out here. His name's uh, Big Trouble Ben Bishop. Um, And yeah, he's, he's hit me a couple times and he's, he's a seven footer. And I'm like, bro, I don't, I don't want to get hit by you. <laughs> He's very safe though. Very clean. Oh yeah. Very fun to they be were around. very safe guys too. Yeah. <laughs> One time he hit me with a Polish hammer to the chest and like knocked all the air out of me, but then I still had to take the bump. And so I took the bump and whatever air I had in me just went out. <laughs> I was done. I forget, forget, forget remembering what, what I was supposed to do next. I couldn't, I couldn't breathe. I was like, I'm so toast. <laughs> the, the only time I, I got my wind knocked out of me and suffered a slight concussion was from DJ JK in a training class early in his early in his training. We were running through stuff and I was calling to him and I was like, we were he was working on doing a belly to belly suplex, just a standard pick one up and put him down. And I'm firing up on him. I'm, he's coming back on me, and I'm reversing. I'm like, all right, hit me with that belly-to-belly. And I think he just got so excited that I called for him to do a belly-to-belly to me. Oh, he stuck me. He stuck me hard in that mat, and I just doink right away. I was like, uh-oh, I saw stars. I was like, ah, I think I'm done for today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's so bad. I... <laughs> No. I still give him crap about it to this day. It's good stuff. I'm going to have to sell him that story after I get done. Mm-hmm. For sure. Be like, you're never, if we ever work together, you're never allowed to give me a belly to belly. <laughs> I haven't asked for one since. <laughs> so, what's been the hardest that you've ever been hit? Oh, I took, I'm going to have to say, 
It was a standard, just open shin kick to the back that a guy just let let her rip. He just gave me a kick to the back, and it was in a terrible spot. He hit me really low, and I mean, I felt I felt it crack all the way up and down, and that one that one stung. That was a that was a doozy. And I mean, I've been hit with some pretty thunderous clotheslines, but those are all right. But yeah, that kick right to the spine was probably the one that I'd remember the most for just getting hit hard. Uh, I won't name names on that one. I won't bury him. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy, though, man. Like, I just, I still like, I still have other matches. Like, I'll start rewarding like around different promotions. So, like, yeah, I haven't, I haven't experienced anything terrible yet. I'm just. I'm just waiting, though. I know I'm going to start having some of these stories, too. Oh, it's bound to happen. It's not the ballet. No, that's one thing I've learned. I mean, just today, just at at training, one of the dudes was learning to throw a forearm, and he, like, everybody was telling him, like, when you strike, pull down, like you're punching a guy at the floor. And, like, no, man, he stuck it in. Like, he was trying to remove my neck. (laughs) I was like... I was like, I think, I think all my vertebrae are still there. I don't know. (laughs) I think that definitely does happen. Been stiffed on a few punches that have gone a little array of the target. (laughs) I like that's such a kind way of putting it, like array of the target. (laughs) No, man, I felt like you were really trying to sock my face off, man. Like that's just what it was. (laughs) So, what's been like one of your favorite matches that you've had? Oh, my favorite matches I've had. I've had quite a few. I've had, there was a match that I got to call, and it was only my third match in with a guy named Brandon Nitro. And everything had gotten, originally I was supposed to go over at the beginning of the day. We had run this three-match set. And I was playing good guy at the time. He was the heel, and that night he had decided he was going to propose to his girlfriend in the ring. They were doing this little thing. And I'm like, well, shit, I can't fucking win now. These people will fucking kill me. <clears throat> so we change it. And then we had talked over some things beforehand and just little stuff that. So we go out there and he does it right before our match is supposed to start. He does this proposal. She says, yes, everybody's happy. Yeah. And we get out there and we lock up and he's like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> he was just so nervous about what he'd just done. And I was like, all right, all right, I got you, man. And I just called that whole thing. And we had a, we got a, this is awesome chant during our match. And we're only being our third one in and having to call it the only way that one always pulled a pretty big place in my heart. <laughs> Something I had never really done before being the one in charge of actually calling things in the ring. I was, pretty good with it and a close runner-up would be wrestling against Tommy Dreamer he was a he was a stand-up guy the whole way really liked him did his seminar I got to pick him up from the airport and ate lunch at a subway he was really cool he was such a down-to-earth guy that actually at the subway there was a lady and her boyfriend in there and she was just balling I didn't see what was going on at the time and Tommy goes up and 
he's like talking to him. I'm just kind of hanging back and Tommy ends up buying their lunch because apparently she didn't have enough money to buy her own subway. And Tommy just paid for it because he's a, he's a good dude like that. And I sat, sat down and ate lunch with Tommy Dreamer. Talked to a bunch of Yankees because he's a Yankees fan and so was I. So that was, that was good. And I actually had uh, came up with a end brawl for our finish for the match tonight. We were actually wrestling in a tag match. And he said, yeah, that works. And just went with my idea. So I was like, let's go. Ended up having a good time. It's a fun match. Really cool. And a lot, most of the guys I've met have all been pretty down to earth, but he might be one of the most down to earth guys I've met that's been at the top, we'll say. That's awesome. I, that's like, this is one of the dudes that like, I want to interview on the show. Like, he's just. He'd be a good one to have. Yeah. And then you putting him over. Like, I mean, it's not like, I mean, people know Tommy Dreamer. Like, obviously, mm-hmm. He's the father of ECW, but it's like uh, just like getting to like I I meet people who like know him and like talk to him, and I'm like, yo, man, like sounds like such a great dude to like be able to just like bullshit with. Yeah, he was really good. He was fun to sit around and talk with. The other one that was fun to talk with, I got to hang out with the the honky tonk man Roy Ferris for the entire. That was my job when he showed up. Was just keep honky entertained for a while so i just went back there and bs with him and it was that was a good time holy cow that guy is he's on another level <laughs> it's good stuff <laughs> well batman so aside from this right so these are kind of like all like the wrap of questions i really like to ask people sure. we're gonna move over into the world famous 10 count questions everybody knows them they get you know it's pretty fun here's how it works though 10 questions, rapid fire, first thought comes to mind, and then, you know. Uh, we'll do my best. Yeah. Well, you can't fail. I mean, we've had one time where it was uh, Raw or SmackDown, and we got told pumpkins. I was like, oh, that's, the, that's the best answer I've heard. All right. <laughs> so here we go. We're going to put the imaginary timer on the clock. Bing. There it goes. And your first question off the jump, hawk or Animal. Animal. Pepsi or Coke? Oh, you got to go Pepsi on that one. I'm sorry, Coke. <laughs> Smackdown or Raw? I'm going Raw, the original. Okay. Favorite era of wrestling? Oh, Golden. Bad. Favorite promotion to watch? Uh, it's WWE. Okay. Favorite let- Little Debbie snack? Oh, if it's not Twinkies, you're not doing it right. <laughs> Best female wrestler of all time. Oh, Trish. Yes, I love Trish. Best gimmick today. I'm a fiend. See, I feel like if I asked that question, that was going to be a thing. That was going to be an answer. I knew as soon as it's I wrote that hard. down. There's not that many other really good, just solid, just gimmicks. Most guys are just guys. Yeah. I mean, I, and it's the funny thing is like, pausing from the 10 count, like thinking about the fiend and like, just like seeing his character, but I'm a huge fan of Rosemary from like impact. Sure. I, I, I know she's not, but for some reason I always like, 
you're like the female fiend, but she's not. She's clearly like her own character, but it's very unfair to say. But I love Rosemary. I think she's so cool. <laughs> uh, all right, favorite candy? Oh, let's go Reese's peanut butter cups. That's the best kind. And then last yeah. but not least, my favorite question to ask every single wrestler that comes on here, favorite curse word? Shit big. <laughs> yes. I will. That is acceptable. And that's the 10 count questions, man. That's how we do this thing here. So my next thing for you is where can our viewers and listeners, because we're on anchor.fm, cheap plug, um, where can we uh, where can we find you? Well, you can find me at MidwestAllPro.com on their YouTube channel. I have Lucky Lund at TikTok. Been doing a lot of that, trying to get that thing growing. It's a slow process for me, unlike my wife who flew over 20,000 followers in no time. I'm still trying to get to 100, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, that's my main stuff right now. I do that. Instagram. We also have Lucky Lund on Instagram. Haven't been using much of that lately just because of the toxicness of the election and all that stuff. That's for a whole nother day. We don't need to address that. No, you're right. It's, it is like Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram are just like, I don't want to call it a cesspool, but that's exactly what it is, man. That is what it is. <laughs> yeah. Just all the negativity. I'm like, man, I can't, I can't do it. For sure. But this is a three count presents now into ring lucky Lun. I'm your host Clifford Red Dog Miller. As for the man himself, the Irish one, the jack, the jackpot, the man that's got all the gold. It is great to have him on this show. Thank you again, sir, for being on. All right, but I've got one more question for you. Uh oh. So when are we going to see you in South Dakota in the ring? with the total jackpot Lucky Lund himself. I love that we're asking this question. Uh, so with COVID being a whole thing in 2020, uh, that's, that's probably not going to be in the cards. But 2021, because I'm actually originally from Scotts Bluff, Nebraska. So you may see me. Yeah, you're close. So I am close. super close. You know, you know the area. Yeah. <laughs> so up and down, up and down on a go across 80, go all the way up through yeah i know yeah, exactly where i'm going I, right. I may have kicked it i may have kicked it in iowa i know exactly what i in out in orange city i know where sioux falls is i'm well aware of usf and yeah. our rival the rivalry with orange uh, with northwestern college i'm i'm aware <laughs> <laughs> nice <laughs> i'm aware that miss Basler probably still has her residency out there so i i know i'm and i she does and I love going out to Rapid City. I'm not going to lie. I love Rapid Man, City. That's the best area in South Dakota. For sure. And in August, you do find me at Sturgis. And looking at, you know, Mount Rushmore. I'm, I'm all about that life. <laughs> got it. But yeah, maybe. I don't know. Let's see. We'll try to get something worked out where I can get out to South Dakota. and. Uh, you make it here, I'll get you on the show. Bet. You see? We're making things happen on the show. Right. <laughs> what we do. Right. <laughs> but, right. if if Dinsmore is watching this I'll tell him right now Eugene book it I want <laughs> this guy we'll make something happen <clears throat> right the mercenary is coming through and South Dakota's calling so right. we're gonna take it off. so that's it for the three count podcast now presents now entering the ring with Lucky Line 
I'm your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller, as always. And, you know, check out the next episode. So either be there or be somewhere else. Hey, guys. It's the host of The Three Count, you know, Chaz Evans here. Make sure to let you know that I don't run shit. I don't do shit. I just talk shit. And uh, make sure you subscribe to our podcast. Um, what else did you do? You should also follow us on all social medias. That's the Facebook at Three Count Podcast, the Instagram at Three Count Pod, and the Twitter at Three Count underscore Pod. Also, if you like us a lot, a lot, you should definitely buy a, a t shirt at prowrestlingtees.com slash Three Count Pod. And that's the number three. Don't be an idiot and type in T H R E E because you're not going to find anything. So make sure you. Follow us at 3CountPod or 3Count underscore pod on Twitter and buy a shirt. Be there or be somewhere else.